Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And this is our penultimate episode for 2021. Right? Big That's the, word. Yeah, I know. And I think it means second to last if I... if I. <laughs> it does. But it sounds so much cooler. Yeah. It probably sounds less cool now that I've said that I think this is what it means. So It sounds very cinematic. Yeah. Which is what we're talking about today, and we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, 2021 is almost in the rearview mirror. We're going to have this episode and the next week's episode, and then we're taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off, um, and it's crazy, crazy to me that we're at the end of 2021. Yeah, 2020 took forever. 2021's yeah. gone by pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. it's Time's weird during a pandemic, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like last year I was like, get over already. And this year mm -hmm. I'm like, where'd it go? Like yep. what happened? Mm -hmm. Where, where yeah. are you? I wanted to spend more time with you 2021, but you're <laughs> out of here. You're like, goodbye. See you See later. Ya. <laughs> well, I think I keep feeling like, okay, 2021, it's going to be way better than 2020. Like I just keep waiting for that to happen. And there were a lot of things that were really good this year, but I feel like in a lot of ways it was also 2020 part two. Uh huh. In, in some ways, so June, June was really good. Yeah, <laughs> we had a month there that was really, really we got good. Vaccines and the the rate is falling, and then Delta hit. And it, uh... no, I think October was pretty fantastic. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So there were some great things that happened for us this year. Val probably takes the cake the this pandemic. year. With, yeah. I mean, last year and this year was pretty good for me personally as a yeah. world yes. outlook. It would they were both kind of. See, but, you're just you're you're yin and yang with the rest of the universe. I am, but I also try and like find just like with movies, I usually try and find one or two good things about a crap show. <laughs> well done. And, and you know, I was thinking about it in preparation for this episode that we're doing today and thinking we'd probably talk a little bit about 2021 and finding the good things in, in that crap show, like you were saying, Val, like not that 2021 was, but this whole pandemic has been, right? But yeah. there have been some good things like for our show. Going into the pandemic, I was like, I don't know how we're going to record while we're not able to get together. Right. Because that was when we thought it was going to be like two or three weeks that we weren't going to be able to get together. And um, then we figured out how to do this through, you know, StreamYard, which is the program that we use and things like that. And we were able to get video up and get our YouTube page going. We were able to grow our audience. Um, we were able to grow our social media presence. So like a lot of really good things came out yeah. for us as a show during this time, too. So Mm -hmm. uh, it pushed me out of my comfort zone in a technical way with the show. So hopefully, you know, things have gotten better. Yeah, there. pre pandemic, we kept talking about we should add video one of these days. We should do video. <laughs> it do pushed that? us. It pushed us to be better. Yeah. And I think that's it, generally speaking, I think that's a lot of people are experiencing that, you know, yeah. professionally. I know I'm working from home four days out of the week instead of, you know, working in the office five days a week. And I think a lot of companies have been able to go to that kind of a model where before they said, no, this is just impossible with our type mm -hmm. of work. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case anymore. I think it's much easier to find a job where you're working remotely. Um, 
And if that's what you want, some people don't yeah. want that. Right. I didn't, so, uh, I didn't want that. I mean, I'm I glad know. I still have a job, it's, but I'm very happy to be back at work. Yes. You have a different <laughs> job though. Although, you gotta have I work out of my car. I yeah. work out of my car. I've worked out of my car for this job and for that job. <laughs> and, and I think we've learned over the last couple of years, you can work almost anywhere. If you've got an yeah. internet connection, you really mm -hmm. can work almost anywhere. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot fewer things that we do professionally that actually require pants. As long as you're just so on a true. video conference. Yeah. I mean, sweatpants are totally fine. Yeah. You know, TV, TV uh, personalities have been doing the casual pants for years and nobody knew. Like, yeah. the, I worked at the news station, especially during the summer. There would be a lot of shorts with <laughs> the uh, dress shirt and the tie and the jacket up top. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's probably harder for... Uh, channel two to pull off since they've moved to the studio where like it's a window behind them yeah it's a, it's a little more tricky yeah. but yeah but yeah it, it happens yeah <laughs> well that now like i've had meetings i've had i did an interview and i don't want to say what it was i did an interview during the last two years uh -huh. um where well, okay i did a couple where it's like yeah i was in this <laughs> coat shirt and tie and then basketball shorts nice, nice. i like nice. it I so, like it. Absolutely. I like it. So well, I agree, Val. If you look for the positives, they're there. Um, there was definitely a lot of struggles, and I don't want to belittle that or demean that for no, anybody that had no. struggles. But I think there were some good things, too. And we've been really excited for you, Val, this year. Your wedding, your marriage, bringing Dave into the family as an extension. <laughs> like, it's all been good. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank yep. you. And if so, you need a really cool tattoo, Dave Hoffman Studios. <laughs> I mean, I got this sleeve um, and, and and Tiger King out of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, the, this arm was only supposed to be a little bit and not any color, and then he That's had right. to he had to leave working at the. They shut all the tattoo shops down, right. and so we sat for two days watching Tiger King as he colored it and expanded my arm. I forgot yeah. that was going to be black and white. Yeah. And I'm glad you explained the connection there. You don't actually have a Tiger King tattoo. No, on your body, which no, is, no. Which is good. <laughs> but this is the thing. Another thing about like pulling good things out of crap. Um, the, the Tiger King, I, I mean, let's face it. It's, it's like crap on fire. Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it brought Dave and I together in a way that we didn't think because a lot of people that were forced to be together during the pandemic, you either ended up engaged, divorced, or with a baby. And yeah, luckily, absolutely. we got engaged. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, we, Joe Exotic. We, we just we decided that we liked each other enough to hang out, even when we couldn't do anything else. There you, <laughs> go. We, there you go. We just went and bucked the trend, and we didn't do any of those three things. My wife and I. We, <laughs> we stayed good, married. It. We didn't need to get engaged, and. You've had enough babies for all yeah. of us. So. Yeah, it's true. We agree 100%. You could be Oprah with kids and you get a kid. Baby. And and you get a kid. Yeah, except we like the ones we have mostly. We don't necessarily want to give them away. Just just for a day, for like an outing. Oh, yeah. For an outing. Nice. That sounds nice. All right. Well, we are going to talk movies from 2021 because the movie industry, I feel like, 
did everything they could to come back in 2021. And, and there were definitely some difficulties with that, but we had movies back in theaters again uh, that we were excited to go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were also some great movies that maybe didn't make it into theaters that went on streaming service. And I think we're changing our whole outlook to streaming service movies and content um, because before, if it, if it was something that was made for TV, you knew it was going to be lower quality than what you saw in the theater. But if it's mm-hmm. something made for streaming, that's not the case anymore. And I think we can talk about some of those. Um, but today we are going to each pick three movies for our staff picks that were cinematic gifts this year in 2021. And this is going to be hard for you, Val, because I think you saw 5,000 <laughs> movies this year. Just this last week. Yeah, it was just this last week. For your consideration, here's 5,000 movies you need to watch. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to break our fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, We are recording this one day before I see Spider-Man. So Ooh. I can't, I will have to maybe amend, or you know what? We all know that I'm probably going to love it, so I'll just do a full review we all know for the website and just that will be an honorable mention, but it also could be a big pile of crap. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's part one of two. Yeah. Wait, what? Yes. So it's, it's going to be no way home is going to be two parts. I didn't know that. So a lot of people don't because they let the, some press, some lucky press, not me. Um, watch about 25 minutes of the first movie for a press conference and then announce to them that there are two parts and what we are about to see is part one. So this is going to so, be, it'll be like infinity war and end game. So what I'm hoping is we get all the Spider-Men and right at the end, we'll get miles. And then the next movie part hmm. two will be bringing miles into the Spidey verse. Well, and I think in, Part two, you're going to get the Sinister Six. Something. Anyways, we could like talk about that all day, but yeah. I'm seeing this movie tomorrow night at 8.30 at night because night. they don't want us to talk about it until 11 p.m. So Tuesday, I'm going to be ornery as crap, but happy, hopefully. But I was going to say, hopefully you're going to be happy. high. <laughs> hopefully, so I'm hoping. That, that's good to know because I am planning on going on like a social media kind of silence until, because I won't be able to see it We've got tickets to go see it Saturday at mm-hmm. noon after yeah. it comes out. Um, and I don't want to hear anything. I don't even want to hear if people like it or not until yeah. I've yeah. seen it. I'm not, so, I'm not going to say anything on my social media except for the fact that I've seen it. Right. And then I will write a spoiler-free review that I will... I'll send you, but you don't have to open it until you're ready to post it on Stolen Droids. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but, but yeah, so, and uh, Ty and I over on the Multiplane podcast are going to do a full breakdown on Sunday nice. so, with spoilers. So we'll let yeah. everybody know that we're going to, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get started, have you seen West Side Story? Yes, I am actually, I just talked to Jake and our reviews should be up on the website by now. Um, spoiler free. Um, mm-hmm. but on there and, um, I really, really liked it. The first time I right. saw it, I gave it a B plus. Then I watched it again, um, before I wrote my review and I bumped it up to an A minus. So nice. for me, um, you know, Steven Spielberg is uh-huh. like my heart. He hasn't in the last couple of years, um, done things for me the right way. <laughs> like he's hurt me a little bit with some of the movies. Um, but I think this one, he changed it enough to fit the current culture. 
um, that I think that uh, fans from the past will like it enough, but also it'll bring in new fans. But the choreography with the cinematography is delicious. Nice. It's, I mean, you guys know, I don't know if you've seen the original, yeah. but like the jets come in at the beginning, right? And and what he does is he's got, he's following the jets and they're going down a street in New York and you've got this amazing backdrop. And one after another, they start, you know, coming out kind of like in Newsies and joining mm -hmm. him on the street. And then boom, all of a sudden they dance together and I get like goosebumps of it every time. And he pans out and it's because sometimes you'll see movies with choreography and they zoom in on the faces. I don't want to see their faces. I want to see what they're right. I want to see what they're doing. These dancers have practiced a long time to do this. There's also two Anitas. Anita's my favorite character. And you have the original Anita. Yeah. Rita is in it. And then you have the new Anita and her story. Go to our website um, at uh, and and read my review. But also there are some vignettes on there that you can see how Steven Spielberg cast Anita. And it is like the best story ever. She oh, was cool. he did not know who she was until auditions for dancers for the movie. But go and watch it. It's really cool. Nice. Well, and, and from what I understand, he. He's basing the movie on the original musical and yes. not like a remake of the movie because people don't realize that there were things cut out from the movie. Yes. Because in the 60s, they weren't quite ready for everything that was in the actual musical. So, yes. And and so I think I really think it was a love letter to West Side Story as a whole, as the yeah. original movie, as the, the musical, as the music. Um, but I enjoyed it. I don't think it was like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's the best movie of the year. I don't think it was the best movie of the year, but I really enjoyed it and I'll watch it again. So yeah, nice. it's funny. My, my son, my oldest, who's really gotten into movies lately, uh, Steven Spielberg is his favorite, nice. which I, I think when you're getting into movies, I think that that's easy. <laughs> that there's a, a lot way. of, yeah. <laughs> so um, we were, we went and saw, I think it was when we went and saw the, uh, the Eternals and they had a preview for West Side Story. He's like, oh, I want to go see that. And, you know, he's deaf. And I was like, it's a mm -hmm. musical. Are you really? In I mean, it's still a great story, but it's a musical because he's usually not into musicals at all. He's like, yeah, but it's Steven Spielberg. So I'll see anything <laughs> that Steven Spielberg makes. I'm like, oh, wow. All right. So that is his bar. If it's Steven Spielberg, he'll go it's, see it. And I have to tell you, it's visually just so appealing. Um, I think I said because I saw that movie and... Um, Another, sorry, another movie in the same day. <laughs> yeah, you've seen 5, in the last week. So. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I've seen so many, but um, uh, I just said that both of their two totally different movies, um, but both of the cinematography and the coloring of the movies were so buttery. I could lick the screen. I just, mm -hmm. it was just the, the coloring and how beautiful it was just so buttery and warm. And um, yeah, it was the new um, Del Toro movie. Oh, um, um, midnight night or nightmare, nightmare alley, nightmare alley. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm it was. dying to see that one. I Two totally different movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, well, all right, so we are going to go through our staff picks for cinematic gifts from 2021. Tracy, we're going to start with you. Whoa, and I know so it's going to get that's always dangerous. <laughs> we like to live on the edge so uh we are gonna work well that's not that's <laughs> that's not me no 
Yep. So we were going to try something fancy, but we're not. We're going to try something else fancy here. Uh, all right. Extreme so Tracy, close up Val. Yeah, we'll just have Val the whole time. No. Right. That's better. That's better for our viewers. It's better for. Oh, no, no, no. that. Whoa. <laughs> See, I don't know why it always goes just to Val. Anyway. It's in my contract. <laughs> That's true. All right. Tracy, that's your, your pitch. When I, for when I laugh, I, I still have a little bit of this cold. So when I laugh, I cough. Hang on. Okay. Sorry. I had to mute. So nobody had to hear that. But yeah. Um, so my first uh, cinematic gift this year is one that I've been waiting for for a while. Um, got the opportunity to see it on the IMAX screen. Um, Frank Herbert's Dune. I, I think that one, it's interesting because it's such a huge story and this is only part one and they have not made part two yet. They won't start part two until next year. And so it ends and it ends in a, in a smart place, but it's only half the story. And so, um, but visually, Oh my gosh, the, it, it reminds me so much of like David lean and the stuff that he did in like Lawrence of Arabia, just these, just these massive, uh, backgrounds that the characters, you know, get dominated by. Um, the special effects were gorgeous. The acting was great. Um, the soundtrack was really interesting. Hans Zimmer talked about how when he would watch sci-fi movies that he would often hear like, oh, okay, so the this alien planet has an orchestra section. Okay, that, that makes sense. And so he tried to create a very different soundtrack. And so there's a lot of drums uh, a lot of vocals um, in the mix. And then they like invented instruments um, just for this soundtrack. So um, I'm excited for part two. Part two is going to get weird. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun to see the people that don't quite know the story. It's going to be like, yeah, there's going to be a, a fully conscious uh, two-year-old that can uh, speak to people and lead people into battle. So why are you spoiling it for us? <laughs> Listen, I, I read the book because I had tried multiple times to try to read the book and uh -huh. with the movie coming out, I was like, I really want to read it. And it was funny. I got about halfway through the book. I got about to the point that it gets to in the movie uh -huh. and went and saw the movie. And I was like, okay, good. It didn't spoil anything for you. So then I finished the rest of the book. I cannot wait to see his sister on the screen. Like it I, is just, it is going to be weird, but it's going to be awesome. And I, I'm so uh, excited to see it. And, yeah. and Denny, Denny Veneu, um, I think is how you pronounce his name. I don't speak French. Um, but he talked about how they like have set up the world and now they can get really crazy in part two and they can just go nuts um, in the visuals and with some of the things that he wants to do. So I'm super excited. Um, and Jake, speaking of the book, they just released a, uh, a graphic novel companion that's right. really good. Um, the graphic novel companion, it takes you up to about the point of the movie. Um, part two is coming out next year. The artwork is gorgeous um, for part two. So anyway, that was my first um, pick for the year. Um, just seeing that on the IMAX screen was just incredible. Um, my second one is a much different movie. Uh, much smaller in scope, much more intimate. Um, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, directorial debut. It's on Netflix. It's called Tick, Tick, Boom. 
It's got Andrew Garfield. It's a musical. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, um, it is based on the life of a guy named Jonathan Larson. He was the creator of the musical Rent, and he died of an aortic uh, heart attack the night before the first off-Broadway show. So he never got to see any of his work get produced, let alone become the huge hit that Rent was. And and the if you listen to interviews with Lin-Manuel Miranda, he talked about how he saw Rent in the theater and that's what inspired him to go and pursue his dreams about musical theater and into film. So we would not have had um, Hamilton, you wouldn't have had Moana, you wouldn't have had a bunch of stuff um, if it hadn't been for Jonathan Larson. So he's a young man, he's he's pursuing this dream and the rest of his friends that were part of this group with him that all were theater near nerds and um, wanted to chase their dreams, they ended up getting real jobs and they got married and they moved on and he's still trying and banging his head against the wall to try and get this, this work produced. And the work's not that good. Um, he, he created a weird dystopian future musical um, that, that he put together. And it's all about him continuing to fight. And it's about fighting for his dream and living life and facing fears. And it's just, I, I have not seen a directorial debut that was so confident in a long time. Like the cameras, the cinematography, the the parts in the swimming pool, um, the parts with the song Sunday when they're in the diner, um, just absolutely remarkable. Andrew Garfield deserves all the awards. Um, if you watch some videos of Jonathan Larson, because they do exist, he looks and sounds exactly like him. It's crazy how much he does. Um, so those are my, my, um, first two, my third one is one that surprised, I think a lot of people, it surprised me. Um, I'm going to go back to when we first kind of got to go back into the theaters. Um, and it was just a lot of fun was free guy. Um, we did a whole show on it. You can go back and check it out. I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan per se. Um, I like some of his stuff, but I'm just not like, if it's, if it's a Ryan Reynolds film, I'm not going to drop everything and go see it. Um, but he was really, really good in this Julie Comer who ended up being also in the last duel. Um, she's fantastic as the, as the female protagonist. Um, Taika Waititi is like the worst villain in a long Such time. A douche. <laughs> yeah. Like, Worst in the best way possible. Yeah, he's just amazing in the film. Yeah, it was just—it was just so much fun and seeing it in a theater, especially with now that it's out and we—I'm sure everybody's seen it. But when he pulls out the Captain America shield and we get the Star Wars reference, and the audience went nuts, and it was just—it was that communal thing because I was so used to watching movies either at home or in theaters where there's only like a half dozen people spread throughout the theater. And so to see it in a full theater, people just laughing and clapping and cheering, um, just a lot of fun. I don't think it's one that I'm going to be like, I need to go back and watch it all the time. Um, I haven't seen it since. I've been thinking about it, though. Um, so I, I'll check it back out five times. <laughs> um, 
but that one really just was a gift because it was just such a, a reminder of what the theater can do for you um, and being there amongst people. And, and it was just a lot of fun. So those are my cinematic gifts of the year. Awesome. Those are some great picks and those are all movies. I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet. I need to sit down and watch it. I know it's on Netflix and I can uh, watch it there. Um, but but Dune and Free Guy were two of the highlights for me this year as well. And I think Free Guy, I think the biggest reason why is because we were in the theater together and uh-huh. it had been so long since we'd had that experience and it was a packed theater. I mean, safely packed, but it was yeah. there were a lot of yeah. people in there. So um, I think it was just so much fun. Uh, so and we I got to see are... Val MC it, which was I fun. know, <laughs> I know. It's always fun to be at an event that Val is emceeing. Oh, sure. good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Dude, we did our movie trivia night for American Cancer Society. That was she fun. was just like rocking it. It was so great. I'm like, oh, fun. you're natural. All right. Oh, well, stop. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, please. That's, that's enough. That's enough. Oh. All right, Val, let's hear your cinematic picks or gifts from 2021. Well, it's funny because I I was trying to figure out Tracy's list and I <laughs> and I I had everything right except for Free Guy. Um, I knew that probably more than one of us would do Free Guy, mm-hmm. but I said it's either going to be I I knew you were going to have Dune. Uh-huh. I knew you yeah. were going to have Tick Tick Boom. Right. Um, and then I was like, okay, for the last one, it's either going to be Coda or Free Guy mm. or, you know, oh, like I was trying good. to figure out what it was. And so I have my list plus like all of these honorable mentions <laughs> that I could then throw in Smart. if one of you guys like covered one of the movies that I chose because I think that, I mean, I definitely agree with Free Guy. That was on my list, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to switch it out okay. and pick something else so we can give everybody um, something. But I'm going to start. Um, actually with the tender bar, which doesn't come out until next weekend. Um, it's an Amazon movie. It is going to be in theaters and then on Amazon, this is the George Clooney. Um, he has directed it. It has Ben Affleck. It has, um, Ty Sherrill, who of course you guys know that I was like, ugh, ready player one. I don't ever want to see that kid again. He redeemed himself in this movie. I know it wasn't his fault, but Christopher Lloyd. Um, and then it's all about, um, uh, this memoir. Um, and it, I had Dave watch it with me last night because I have the screener for it and I saw it in the theater, but I just knew like he, it would hit him in a different way and it did. But I know a lot of the critics are saying that this movie is nothing special. You know, it's not a big, huge blockbuster. It doesn't have big explosions. There's, it's not in black and white. It's not three hours long. I feel like that's 2021 is it's black and white. It's a musical or it's three hours long. Um, But uh, for me, it was just a very um, heartfelt story um, based on this guy, JR's life um, and the memoir that he wrote about it um, and how, Um, him and his mom grew up together, how his dad um, was barely in the picture and how his uncle played by Ben Affleck um, helped raise him. And his uncle owns a bar in their local town in New York um, in a small town. It's not like New York city. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, for me, I just, I think it showed that family is family. And, you know, there's a, a moment in the movie where a cop says, I'm sorry about your dad. And he's like, he's not his dad. He's like, he's not my dad. And he's like, well, you can't pick. 
I mean, you can't, oh. but at the same time, sometimes your dad picks you and it may not be yeah. your dad. Um, but it is, it just shows kind of this, all of these stories about um, how this kid grows up and, and Christopher Lloyd it plays his grandpa and there's some really cool moments with him in it. Um, some funny moments, but also some heartfelt moments. Um, but to me, it was the perfect amount of time. I walked away from the movie just feeling good. And I, those are kind of all the movies that I'm giving you mm -hmm. um, for my picks. Um, and that's why Free Guy was also <laughs> in one of mine. Um, but I'm going to take that off. And the next one I'm going to choose, um, Tender Bar will probably not be nominated for a whole lot of anything because of the technical aspects of the films that are going to be up this year. But mm -hmm. for me, this movie um, will be in my top 10 list that I put together because I really enjoyed it. I will watch it again. Um, I'm glad I own it. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so the next one that I'm going to do is the harder they fall. This is not oh, yeah. a feel good movie, um, but this movie makes you feel a lot of things. Um, the Harder They Fall is an all-black cast um, of a cowboy movie. And it is a Western. It is an amazing Western. It has vivid colors. Um, the acting is absolutely amazing. Um, they sent me the soundtrack and the original score, which are two of the things that are one like my favorite about The Harder They Fall. This is on Netflix. So you should be able to watch it right now. Um, I've watched it a few times and you guys know we've talked about Westerns before and I think mm -hmm. we're all a fan of Westerns mm -hmm. and this is the most Western Western I've seen in a long time. Idris Elba plays a bad guy, but for a good reason. Um, and he is that villain cowboy. Like I, but the full on cast, um, of this movie is my favorite. And, um, but I just love the way that they also, um, edit the film like it has these different aspects a little bit like Tarantino a little bit like um, but it's just like it's not all the way Tarantino which thank goodness because um, <laughs> but the styling of the harder they fall for me is really fantastic and the music and everything um, uh, Regina King is in it and she yeah. plays a bad guy and she's a cowboy bad guy it's great they go into a heist into a, a town that is all white and it's literally all white. Like the buildings are all white. The ground is all white. And just some, some of the things that he's, he's trying to portray in this, in this film is, is really, really great. So definitely watch the harder they fall. Um, it's just cinematically beautiful. So, and the acting is fantastic. Well, I think that's um, another one. That's an example of how the streaming content has just gotten so much better uh -huh. over the last couple uh -huh. of years because yeah. everybody that I've, I've heard from that's seen it really, really enjoyed it. And it was, yeah. I don't think it was in theaters. I think it was just on Netflix. So. Yeah. I, I got to see it in the theater just because, <laughs> Yeah, um, but, and I'm really happy that I did. Um, but Lakeith uh, Sandfield, who mm -hmm. is one of my favorite actors, is in it. And Jonathan Majors. He's who, great. He is great. Um, again, Regina King, Zazie Beetz, um, yeah. who I had never seen. Maybe I've seen her before, but I didn't really know a whole lot of her. But I am, um, as I put my votes together um, for the Film Critic Awards, and I've already put them in now, so um, I don't know like what's going to come out of it, but I did um, put the director of this film as best director. 
um, because I do think that the, the directing, the editing um, of this film, the casting um, was really fantastic. It came out in October. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor and see that one. So those were the two that I had that were my own. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take free guy out. And what am I going to put in? What am I going to put in? Oh, I'm going to have to go. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, It's there's so many here again. It's really hard for me this year because there were so many just really great movies. Um, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to throw Belfast in there. Okay. Um, Belfast, um, again, it is one of those black and whites. It is one of those musicals. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a musical through and through. There's a, a right. few musical scenes, but um, Belfast, will you will see this nominated for a lot of things during um, the season, um, the award season. But Belfast, for me, um, from the cinematography to the music to the acting and just the way that they showed they told this story. Um, you've got Jamie Dornan who, you know, 50 shades of gray, everybody just kind of like eh, 50 shades of gray. He really showed his acting chops in this movie. Um, and then you have uh, Judy Dench's in the movie. Um, but the little kid, Jude Hill, like he stole the show um, in this movie. And I just love how the director, um, Kenneth Branagh, by the way, the director mm-hmm. of this film, um, how he took, a very big story about the troubles um, that were going on in Ireland. And he made it this very small, intimate story of this one town because the troubles in Ireland, those that went on for a really, really long time. And it caused a lot of issues. It tore a country apart. Um, But he really like narrows in on this very specific neighborhood and how it affected them and the lives around them and how hard it is for you to not only raise a a child, but raising a family during a time like this and trying to teach them right from wrong, just from being a regular kid, right? Mm -hmm. But then right from wrong in this bigger spectrum. Um, And then Van Morrison, all the music, almost all of the music is Van Morrison. And he is one of my favorite musicians. And so it adds this like extra, if you've listened to Van Morrison music, it kind of gives you a melancholy about the time because not a lot of us were there right so trying to connect to (laughs) to this story but then he brings in this music and he brings in this family and he just makes you feel like you feel you are a part of it and um i love it when directors make us feel an intimate um feeling um and that's exactly what kenneth brenna i think is so good at um Mm -hmm is he takes these larger than life stories and makes us feel like we know exactly what he's talking about, you know? So that's, that's going to be my third. Um, Hopefully we'll have enough time when Jake's done to kind of go through our, the movies that didn't make the movies that didn't make our list. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I got it. Just, Keep it quick and keep it brief. So I'll just run through <laughs> on really quick. I've got more to talk about, Jake. So keep. No, that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I went back and forth on a lot of the different movies to choose for mine. Oh man, now I'm trying to spell and talk and type all at the same time. <laughs> um, but I think the the first pick that I wanted to go with. Um, if I remember right, this was the first one that I went back to the theater and watched 
um, and that I really enjoyed. And I know Val, you've been hitting this hard that there were a lot of musicals this year that a lot of that have been pretty good. And this was one that I enjoyed quite a bit. It's in the Heights, which is a musical by Lin Manuel Miranda. He did not direct this, but it's based on his musical. Um, and I just I enjoyed the music in this so much. It's very very similar to Hamilton and a lot of the things that I like about Hamilton and. Um, it's very similar in style to that. And, and I think it's a story that's really important uh, to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing is we went and we saw it in the theater um, and it was such a great experience to do that. It wasn't a packed theater. It wasn't full, even though we went on opening weekend, but it was just nice to get out and be back there seeing a new movie on the big screen. Um, and so for that reason, it, it made my list as a cinematic gift. Um, I don't think it's as good as Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I think Hamilton's kind of Miranda's masterpiece and, mm-hmm. and maybe he's, you know, he'll do something more later, but it's still really, really solid. Um, and the lead uh, actor in it, now I can't remember his name, um, but when I saw Hamilton and granted, I saw it on Disney plus, he plays a, a couple of characters. He plays Hamilton's son. Um, and I was like, this guy is so good. He's a star. And I think that watching him in this, you can see that he definitely has that star power. So Anthony Ramos is his yes, name. Yes, Anthony and Ramos. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing in this. He's amazing in Hamilton. I think he has a lot of star power and potential. Um, and I hope to see him in some more things. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. So um, that's my first pick. Um, my second pick was on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. um, and was one that I'd heard about the people said it was pretty good. And so I thought I'd check it out. Um, and it is the science fiction film Finch. Oh, that's on my um, list. Starring Tom Hanks. And really that's it. I mean, he's kind of the only person. <laughs> he's and, and the guy who does the voice of the robot in it. Um, this is, hold on just a second. <laughs> Finch is on my list, Val. It was, you, on, it was on my, yes. Yes. I, I meant my list to see, excuse me. Excuse oh me. no. Yeah. yeah. I, Yes, I have um, reviewed it, so um, yeah. it's it's really good. It is. It's when we think of science fiction. I think today um, in films, we we tend to think that it's got to be this big special effects, spectacular Dune on the screen kind of a thing, like Dune. <laughs> but even Dune's got some quieter moments. I mean, yeah. Dune. The, the book was written what in the '60s, I yeah. think, is when Dune came out, and I think expectations for science fiction was even different back then. This is this is a thinker like Finch. It's not this over the top um, special effects driven kind of action movie. Um, instead, it is just Tom Hanks and this robot and kind of their adventure together. And it's happening in a post-apocalyptic type world. Um, he's completely isolated because of this, the uh, situation that he's in a lot of radiation and things like that. And it goes through why that happened, everything. And I don't want to spoil it. Many people should check this out. But if there was ever an actor that you could have on screen by himself for most of a movie and still be I mean, cast away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, this Tom Hanks is one of the few that can do that. that You can say, hey, we want you to carry this movie 100% on your own. Okay. Um, And then the voice actor for the robot does an incredible job as well. So this is a great film. I think a lot of people didn't know about it or haven't seen it because it was just on Apple TV Plus, but you should definitely check it out. Everybody's got like a free year subscription because they bought a phone or something. So just go check <laughs> this out. 
And if it's, not, you can get a seven day free subscription and yeah. go check it out. There's there's a few things on Apple Plus that is worth the seven days or even just paying for a month. Um, yeah. yeah. This is one of them. Coda, I think, is another one that you Coda, should definitely check yeah. out on there. Um, so I, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Finch. It ended up being one of my favorite movies this year. So um, and then the last one. Um, hopefully I'm not going to get too much. Uh, grief for this whoops <laughs> the last one i know it was kind of a mixed bag with people but i enjoyed it a lot and that was ghostbusters afterlife right okay. um i know that it isn't a, a perfect movie um but i i think it hit enough of the nostalgic points for me enjoying the ghostbusters movie and i get it somebody had posted that if you were a fan of the force awakens and you'll really like ghostbusters afterlife and it does I was a, a fan of the force awakens and i did like <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> and i think i think what the parallel that they were trying to draw and i don't want to put words in that person's mouth but my thought when i saw that and then i saw the movie was it's very similar to um the force awakens and that the force awakens felt a lot like a new hope and this was a mm -hmm. lot of the same story elements that we saw in the first ghostbusters but that's not a bad thing and if you wanted to find a way to reboot a franchise and bring in a new generation. I think they did this in a really good way. Um, and it, it just, it felt a lot like a ghostbusters movie. Paul Rudd is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know that he just won sexiest man alive, whatever, <laughs> but like, listen, he's not being sexy in this movie, except that he's like, great he's great with the kids he's mm -hmm. not and it's not like that's in any kind why of weird... he is sexy it's yes he's exactly never acting sexy he's just being himself yes and he's and it's more of that in this movie and it just works so well with the character um the kids in this film are really good yeah um you've, you've got the one from stranger things but the girl that's in this film that kind of she's really? the main character she carried it and was really really i was impressed i was surprised i, I yeah. she was the spitting image of a Harold Ramis kid that never existed, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, he looked like him so much. Well, and they tried so hard to make it a mystery which one of the Ghostbusters was their grandfather, yeah. But like the minute she was on there, I'm like, it's got to be Egon, there's no way this is vacant. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I knew right away, child, like, like, and I thought it was so neat how they had every Ghostbuster in there, yeah, and in such a really fantastic way. I thought that was very creative and very thoughtful and very powerful. Yeah. And, and I get it that it was cheesy, but that's okay. In a film like this, I wanted a little bit of cheese. I wanted a heavy, heavy amount of nostalgia and they gave that to me. And now I would like to see, like they set it up enough for me that I want to see a sequel to this that focuses on the kids as they start to become Ghostbusters mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. and their adventures. And I think that that's all you can really ask for in a re reboot is it brings in new fans. My son really enjoyed it. Um, so he, enjoyed it wanted to watch more ghostbusters as a result and that's what you want with a movie like this so mm -hmm. for me that was a treat because it could have gone really really bad yeah and it didn't all right val i gave you some extra time <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do, i'm just gonna run through this list okay um the one that was kind of on my next i couldn't decide between belfast and this one is actually an apple um uh, plus tv uh, movie that comes out um this next week called swan song um, and it has Mahershala Ali. Um, mm. And it is fantastic. We've heard this story before, but the way that he does it and the actors in the movie, he is one of the most organic actors 
that I've ever seen. And I always forget because he is few and far between his movies. He's very particular yeah. um, about it. So Swan Song, put that on your list. I'm so excited. We finally got a Black Widow movie. Um, mm -hmm. I loved it. I watched it over and over. Shang-Chi was amazing. No Time to Die. I loved it. I had, they just sent it to me. I'm like, sweet. Coda, I loved. Mm -hmm. um, Lamb, it's an A24 movie. It's very weird and odd, but you need to check it out. I, you will I not. am surprised that you liked that one. I really, really liked it. Um, it was the one where like you walk out of the theater and the studio is standing there and they want your opinion. And I'm like, I didn't know what to say. I need time. And I, I said, well, it didn't suck. What did I just watch? Like, but it was so <laughs> great. Uh, Mortal Kombat. We got a new Mortal Kombat movie. Yep. Ghostbusters was on my list. Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Like it was so much fun. Make sure you watch it. King Richard, I absolutely loved. Oh, and Luca is so much fun. I wish Luca would have been on the big screen. Um, yeah. but please go watch that. So much Disney content. Um, I, I realized half of my list is like Disney stuff, hey, <laughs> but I just love. I just love, I thought all of these movies, again, not all of them are going to be critically acclaimed or voted on anything. I don't think that makes a good movie at all. Um, mm -hmm. You know, most of us are on our lists. We're just enjoyable, enjoyable movies. And I think that is like the legitimate definition of the movies that make us. Those are those movies like Ghostbuster, like Kong versus Godzilla, mm -hmm. like Free Guy, that just give us those moments that kind of shape our lives um, but yeah, so that's my list, um, of honorable mentions. Awesome. And those are all really great movies too. And I, I, I would definitely put Coda on my list as far as honorable yeah. mentions. I think yeah. that it was uh, one that everybody should experience. Um, Black Widow for sure. Like it was just so hard. There were just so many movies to yeah. choose from. Um, and which anyway. in 2020, we got so few <laughs> and I think that's why it was so hard because it was like everything that they were like holding on to and waiting yeah. to release in 2020. They're like, okay, now we're going to do it Here in 2021. Um, and the thing is, the year's not even over. We talked about this right. before we got on the air. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Like, I mean, yeah. we still have Spider-Man coming out. And, and the I Matrix. Think... I'm seeing the Matrix. Yeah. I'm seeing Spider-Man. And the... I still have at least seven more movies to see. Um, and I have to turn all my votes in by tomorrow. Um, wow. for, so I'm not going to even get to include, um, all the rest of the movies that are coming out. Luckily, some of the movies I've seen don't come out till December 25th, but mm -hmm. they've let us watch them so we can vote. Right. This was also a year and maybe I'll put, um, a blog together for it, but a really great year for documentaries. There mm -hmm. were so many amazing documentaries, so many amazing foreign films that are relatable. Um, go watch a hero I think it comes out next week. Again, I'll put together a blog on some of these so that you can go see like my top picks for foreign film, for documentaries, um, animated films. There were so many great animated films, but we got an animated documentary this year um, mm -hmm. called Flea, which is, um, gosh, I can't even explain how I feel about it. It's, it's some really intense content, but in the only way that you could possibly digest it is through animation. And he mm -hmm. does a really great job. So all right. Well, there there are our picks of our cinematic gifts this year. We want to hear from you. What were some of the highlights for you this year as far as movies go? Because, I mean, there were a ton that we didn't mention mm -hmm. um, that so I think many. a lot of people enjoyed. So um, let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on our posts on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, you can also send us an email. 
uh, at podcast at movies that make us.com. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us in all of the places next week. We will be back with some holiday movie picks for you. You get two staff picks movie or episodes this month uh, <laughs> because that we're just giving souls. That's really what it is. <laughs> we just give and give. So um, thank you so much for, for a great year. And thank you so much for uh, being part of this with us. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. <laughs>